Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Stellary Herself podcast. New episodes every Thursday available on all platforms. Thank you so much for tuning in again. If this is your first time listening, Welcome. And don't forget to take a screenshot of this or an aesthetic pic or video of your surroundings. Tag me. I would love to see who listens, where you're listening, etc. Shout out to Daytona on Instagram for posting the podcast last week. Um, I'm recording this in advance because I'm going back home. So I guess technically this is now two weeks ago. But she was just eating, watching on her TV and her dogs and also in the frame so shout out to you girl thank you so much to everyone that listens and has been supporting y'all know this is like one of my favorite things that i do i just love coming on here and chatting about subjects that interest me and that i feel like interest us as all us all as a community so we have some good topics this week so let's just go ahead and get started the main thing i really wanted to talk about today is pms (laughs) And if you're not someone who experiences that, um, maybe you don't have a uterus or maybe you don't have a period or whatever the case may be. Um, I mean, obviously you don't have to listen to this if you don't want, but I feel like the way in which I'm going to talk about it, at least part of it is kind of just like applies to life in general, um, not just specifically PMS. So just so y'all know, um, but (laughs) Bitch, this is definitely my PMS week, and it's so funny, I can always tell the, like, specific day when it starts, because I just feel a little, like, on edge, and for me, it's always, like, a week or so before my period. When I'm on my period, I'm not really, like, overly emotional, or, like, sometimes the first day, you know, I'll have cramps, and it'll be unpleasant, but not in that PMS, like, emotional, just, like, on edge, like, everything's pissing me off feeling. Once I start my period, I'm like, okay, I'm fine. Like, yeah, maybe I'm in pain or, like, kind of still tired, but, like, it's not that, like, everybody's everybody's fucking pissing me off feeling. So, it's just, that's really how I'm feeling today, and I also personally get really tired, which is natural because it's our our hormone levels changing, throughout the month um but it's just really frustrating because our society is not built you know on that system our society and capitalism and just how our work days are set up are very structured around men's hormone cycles which are a 24-hour cycle instead of a 30-day cycle um so you know usually men have the most testosterone they'll start the day off with a lot of testosterone so that's why you know we get up and I mean like I would definitely consider myself like a morning person but even throughout the day you know I'll get like tired at certain times and again some of that is like REM cycles and just like being human but a lot of it low-key is like just the difference in our hormone cycles and like for women it's like a whole week or so out of the month we're just like tired off and then we actually have to start our period and like be tired on our period (laughs) And it's just, like, hard. Because in an ideal world, you know, I would love to just not do anything. (laughs) Just, like, really chill, sleep all day. Even days where I do have to take a nap, you know, I find myself feeling guilty. Like, damn, like, I need to, I have so much to do. I need to be getting stuff done. And it's just, like, really annoying. (laughs) So, I think just, like, when we know the tips and tricks and how to, best support ourselves even in the unideal circumstances of still having to go to work or go to school or you know just take care of things around the house take care of kids if you have them you know like it can definitely make it easier even if it's not like okay it's not like I can actually just lay down for this whole week um so I'll get into the tips and tricks but I guess the first thing that was kind of on my mind is I think something I kind of want to work on is 
I guess just reminding myself of the difference between rest and play because there's, you know, like work and play. And I feel like often I think of like rest as like I include playtime or like going out or being social in rest because I'm like, well, I'm not working. So, you know, it's like a weekend. Like, oh, I want to like go out. I want to see my friends. I want to like go out to eat or like make plans or even just if it's not anything crazy, like see people be social. Um... But that's not the same as rest. Rest and play are different. And I think I'm just really starting to realize that because I feel like especially lately, I've just been a little more social. Um, You know, it's getting nicer outside. I like to be out and about, you know, and especially like I think after the pandemic or I mean, we're still kind of in it, but, you know, just after however long it was after not being able to really go out and do stuff, you know, I feel like a lot of us just feel like, yes, I want to be out. I want to be around people. I want to, um, I just want to be out in society. Um, but yeah, it's like, that's not rest. Like sometimes that can tire you as much as working. And some of us are more introverted than others. I, after talking with my therapist, um, I'm, I'm, well, it's a spectrum, you know, I'm definitely, I feel like leaning more towards introvert, but I definitely like to have my social time and I do like to be around people to a certain extent. Um, if I spend, I've told you guys this before, but personally, if I spend too many days in the house by myself, like not around anybody, I start to feel a little crazy. Um, so, but even, I guess where I was going with that is even if you, are very extroverted, you know, it's still important to have rest time and to get enough sleep and just to practice doing nothing or even just, you know, just laying out or just like, like maybe if you're super extroverted, you wouldn't need as much time necessarily to yourself. But I feel like everyone to a degree, I mean, obviously we all need enough hours of sleep and like we all need to eat right and we all need to do what we got to do. But yeah, sometimes like doing all this stuff, like let's just say like during the week, you're like working all the time and like even just like going to the gym, meal prepping, like just doing all the stuff you got to do to like keep up. Um, and then it's like, okay, it's the weekend. Yay. Now I have time to see my friends. I have time to do this. I have time to go out. I have time to like clean the house and it's still just like doing stuff. So I think something I kind of want to prioritize is just pure rest (laughs) because even when I'm just at home it's like there's just that I have this nagging sensation like oh I should be cleaning I should be doing laundry oh I have this extra time I could be like planning content for next week I could be reorganizing my closet (laughs) and it's just like it could it honestly never ends you know there's always something that we could be doing um and Therefore, it's all the more important to prioritize and carve out space to rest. And something that's kind of been on my mind the past couple weeks is, I don't know where I heard this. This may be like a famous quote and I just like, I'm kind of just remembering it or maybe I read it. I don't know, but (laughs) um, y'all know uh, I prefer to start my days off with like, meditation and yoga or at least just like a meditation and sometimes it just feels like I don't even have the time like even if it's like a 10 minute meditation sometimes I just want to get up and start the day right away like I want to go to the gym and then I want to shower and then I want to work and like even just carving out that extra little 10 minutes it just feels like such a fucking hassle sometimes (laughs) so I've just been like recalling this quote I heard which was like it was something like, if you don't have time to meditate, you definitely need to meditate. <laughs> if you feel like, oh, I have so much going on in my life. I'm rushing around all the time. I don't have time for that. You need it most. <laughs> so I've definitely just been trying to like, you know, prioritize that. Um, but yeah, it's just like, it. it's never going to end. Like nothing, none of the little bullshit, like... Oh, I could be doing this, that, the to-do list. The to-do list is never going to be over. You can't wait until the to-do list is completed to like, okay, now I have time to rest. And I mean, I guess that's kind of like retirement. (laughs) But it's like, 
it's unrealistic to just like, oh yeah, I'll rest. I'll rest when I'm dead. <laughs> so this is your reminder to take time for rest and to do the things that are really going to recharge you. Also like with the gym, you know, um, I saw this TikTok that kind of just like supported this whole idea. It was a fitness TikTok or fitness you know, influencer, but he was talking about how rest is, he was talking about how he only works out, um, five times a week, not seven and how he used to work out seven days a week, but it was just leading to more injuries, exhaustion. It was harder to like, you know, get stronger because you don't grow in the gym, you know, like you're tearing your muscles in the gym, but you grow when you're sleeping, when you're eating, like you grow at home when you're resting. Um, and how, you know, so many people, especially when they first start working out, just get into this mentality, like I always need to be in the gym. And I definitely had that, you know, when I first started lifting and stuff. Um, and I just remember like just being so like exhausted. And so it's just like that, that reminder as well, you know, it's like a, it's like an analogy <laughs> because I know when I take a day off or a couple days off and then I go back to the gym and I'm like eating and I'm like sleeping and resting and then I go back to the gym, like I feel amazing. So the same is true for just like regular life, especially when experiencing burnout and like just over being overwhelmed and stressed, bitch, we need to rest and rest is not always play. Rest sometimes is like laying in bed all day or like just like doing nothing being in nature i feel like is very recharging and that doesn't have to look like going on a 10 mile hike but like sometimes you can just lay outside or like take a quaint walk um and it's just so 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 important to remind yourself and this is like me at me but it's just so important to remind ourselves of this because again it's never really going to be a point where it's like okay everything on my to-do list is completed for a whole week. (laughs) It's not likely that that's ever going to happen. And we just live in a society that doesn't really encourage us or allow us to be fully rested. You know, it's like we always want to be moving on to the next thing, which can be a good thing, you know, like having drive is a great trait and wanting to like be better, wanting to like start working out more or growing your business or go back to school for something, whatever it may be, like, it's so great to have that drive and, like, motivation and, like, it feels so good to get stuff done and to, like, do more. Like, just that feeling of after a productive day, you finish everything on your to-do list for that day and you're like, yay. Great feeling. Love it. (laughs) But that is different than, like, okay, I'm actually rested. My soul and like my body is like rested. So remind yourself of it. And if you feel guilty, just know it's okay to feel that way, but it's still important to follow through with a rest. So I guess let me know, like what are your favorite ways to rest? Not play. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. um yeah yeah like I feel like this whole past month um the week because usually like on the weekends it's like I'm chilling but the past few weeks I've been like making plans she's been social y'all and I think I'm just like I haven't really just like rested truly in a while um so PMS reminds us (laughs) humbles us a little bit it reminds us to slow down and to allow ourselves to rest. Like today after the gym, I was like, I need to nap so bad. And I felt, I only slept for like 20 minutes, but you know when it's like a hard sleep, like you kind of wake up confused. Like I drooled a lot. How did I drool that much in 20 minutes? But it was like one of those. So I was like, damn, I guess I really needed it. Um, It's like not every week can be an ovulation week. I fucking wish it could, but (laughs) yeah. So as far as tips and tricks, also... Well, I guess we're about to talk about it. Tips and tricks for your PMS week. So this is the week before your period. Um, 
limiting caffeine, limiting sugar, for sure, especially caffeine. I remember back when I was like drinking a lot of coffee, um, I would just always notice like before my period, and this is like I knew that I I shouldn't be having caffeine, but I was still doing it. Um, and when I was like, you know, on my fertile week, whatever, it would make me feel great. The caffeine would just like really give me that boost. And you can, you probably heard me say it in past podcast episodes, but I'd be like, wow, the caffeine is doing exactly what I want it to do today. But when I was like on my PMS week, having caffeine like that just made me feel like that jittery feeling, the caffeine anxiety. Like, you know, when you have so much caffeine, it makes you feel more tired. Like I would constantly just be experiencing that. Um, and sugar as well as I'm having this like sugary ass matcha. Okay. The Starbucks matcha isn't really that sweet, but it's still sweet. Um, but yeah, like if possible, I mean, this is better than like coffee. So if you need caffeine, like try more natural forms of it, like a green tea. Um, or if you love coffee, you know, get decaf. Um, and that will just help a lot. Yeah. I found that the caffeine made me a lot more like irritable. Um, Also, just allowing yourself to rest. Like, if you can nap, if you have time in your day for that, do it. Um, Obviously, that's not always possible. Bitches got to work and stuff. But if you can, get a little nap in there. Um, And I guess just having that, like, more holistic approach to your life. So, like, if I know that I'm... Y'all know me. I love an antic once in a while. (laughs) I've been loving doing those little mini vlogs on my Instagram. It's so funny. They kind of remind me of like the 2015 fisheye vlogs just in terms of like, I mean, kind of just like the quick little vlogs. (laughs) Um, But if I'm like on my PMS week about to start my period, I know that's not the best time for an antic because alcohol is going to affect you differently. Even just being around people, regardless of drinking, like I'm more likely going to be pissed off. I'm more likely not going to just feel at my best. And so like, why would I want to like go out that's not to say oh I just shut myself in the house um but I I just know like okay like let's not schedule like the most lit antic during that week like um and then just like with recovery from not getting enough sleep or from drinking or even just overexerting yourself socially it's just gonna take that much more time for your body to recover because it already is like tired and like focusing on getting your hormones together to start your period so just keeping everything in mind being very mindful of like your body and working with it rather than against it um also it just gives us that reminder that everything's temporary so like today took my little nap that kind of annoyed me because I really just wanted to like get everything together but I was like you know I know I'm gonna feel better after this I did um went to go get my matcha it's like as soon as I sit down to record someone starts vacuuming in the hallway it's super windy today so the wind was making all this noise some sirens started and I I had to laugh bro because I was just like of course like I was so annoyed and frustrated that I literally just had to like take a step back and laugh (laughs) because I'm like this is so dumb like oh my god but it's just like I can't you can't even take this serious like (laughs) sometimes so annoyed she's like let me take some breaths like and just having that mindfulness of like okay like I know I'm feeling this way because of a reason um and it's temporary I'm not gonna feel this way forever and that's not to say like you have to dismiss your emotions or your feelings of irritation just because they're temporary but like sometimes it just helps to take a step back take a breath and be like this is so stupid like lol I also asked you guys on discord oh um getting tea in my dms um what you guys do to prevent pms people are saying healthy fats iron um if i can planning your schedule to work less around your period um iron tablets a hot water bottle if you have cramps and people are saying you know this girl said, I get such bad mood swings and I can't really do much about that. Dude, yeah, caffeine, limiting caffeine helps a lot with the moods. Um, hot compress for cramps, try to rest and sleep it off. Yeah, the mood swings really are so annoying because I just, I like feeling good, bro. Like, I like feeling at my best. We all do. Um, so just having that time every month where you, you feel off, like, it's just so, it can feel so disheartening. 
but it, you just have to remind yourself it's my hormones it's my body doing what it needs to do um, another thing that really helps is the root the herb dong quiet you can get tablets of it on amazon I will link the ones that I have down below, but like usually a week or so, maybe 10 days before it says on my app that I'm supposed to start my period, I will start taking those. It says to take one tablet three or four times a day. So I will do that. I've been doing that for a while now. And even when I was younger, my mom would like make tea out of the root and give it to like me and my sister. And I do feel like that helps a lot. Um, obviously, like, do your own research. This is not medical advice. But that's just something I do, and it's an herb, so it's pretty safe. But again, uh, just do your research, especially if you are on any other medications or anything. Um, but that's something that I've done that helps. Raspberry leaf tea can help with cramps. I really... Like I said, like the first day I will get cramps, but I've honestly been really lucky to never have super severe cramps or anything. Also, I've always used, well, when I first ever got my period, I used, I was like scared of tampons, as I know a lot of people are. Um, but I would use cotton reusable pads. And I just remember being so embarrassed about them because I was like, ew, like, especially at school, like it feels like a diaper. <laughs> But now they're, like, kind of trendy and, like, low waist. So I'm like, wow, my mom was really onto something. Um, but, yeah, like, I've always used that or organic cotton tampons. And now for the past few years, I've used a cup. So I wonder if any of those things have anything to do with the fact that I just have pretty easy periods. Um, I think diet has a lot to do with it. And I feel like low-key genetics. I don't know. I just... I say that because I know that um, I've seen a lot of, I've heard a lot of women switch over to just using like organic, especially the organic reusable pads or a cup, a menstrual cup. And they just say like their flows are a lot lighter and um, they get less cramps because there are definitely chemicals in like non-organic tampons and whatnot. Obviously you have to do what you have to do. I would really recommend getting a a menstrual cup um, just because you save like for the sheer fact of you save so much money i think it's like 40 dollars. but when you think about it that's like four months worth of tampons but you can use it for like i think it says like use it for a year but which if you just like boil it i've definitely had mine longer than that and it's fine um you just sanitize it it's fine but i definitely really like that um and maybe that could help you know, if you have really heavy periods or whatever. And also just make sure that, um, this is like turning into just practical advice. Make sure that you are getting your yearly pap smears just to check everything out in that area and make sure you're good. Especially if you do have trouble with maybe regular periods or super heavy periods or anything like that. You know, you just want to make sure that everything is good to go. Um, and I know a lot of people are scared to like get checked for that or, um, even to get tested for like STIs. But the thing is like, if you do have something or you like something is going on, um, the earlier you find out the better, you know, because you don't want something to be going on for so long. And then it's like even more of a deal to deal with. And also, I mean, especially with STIs, but I feel like just everything related to like anatomy, there's just, or like not anatomy, <laughs> that specific anatomy, Um, There's just a lot of, like, shame and stigma attached to it. Like, I mean, with SDIs, it's like, oh, you're dirty if you, like, have that. But it's like, that's only because it's related to sex. Um, Like, you wouldn't be shamed like that for getting a cold. Maybe low-key, some people would shame you if you had COVID. But, like, who hasn't had COVID? Not one. Um, But then as far as, like, just, like, female anatomy and stuff, it's like, I feel like there can even be shame surrounding that just because it's like, oh, you're like society kind of teaches us like, oh, your purpose in life as a female is to have kids. And if like you have any like something wrong in that area or like you can't have my kids, then, like you're worthless. <laughs> and like same thing with like, I don't know, it just I was talking with my hair dresser, hair stylist, the girl who does my hair <laughs> and she's married, but then she's. Like, I was talking about being single. She's talking about, like, how she's married. But people keep bothering her about, like, oh, when are you guys going to have kids? And we're just like, yeah, like, it never really ends. Like, especially as a woman. Like, there's just always, like, something people are going to press you about. So, 
kind of off sub not really off subject but kind of but anyway make those appointments if you haven't get tested get your pap smears all of that it's not scary um it's actually like like way easier than i thought i was like so scared to do it but i was like oh um i think i talked about it but like maybe in a vlog i don't remember but zoella has this video because i was just looking up like what to expect from a pap smear zoella has a full video where she films the whole pap smear the whole duration of it she puts a timer in the corner of how long the actual exam takes um and then like asked the gynecologist questions after and it was just like so helpful and informative and like just the fact that it was zoella made it that much better. <laughs> oh my god queen um anyway so yeah if you have any tips and tricks things that help you um overcome or get through pms or on your period let us know or if you have any anxiety tips for maybe people who are scared to you know go to the doctor or to get tested let us know as well um i have always said this you know in my vlogs and stuff but if you are ever going to get tested and you're scared you can message me on ig and i will be there for you so um, it's just like so important but i know like a lot of you do it but i feel like also thank god like at least of the side of the internet i'm on and that i'm sure a lot of you are on if you're listening to this podcast but a lot of like te- getting tested and just being kind of sex positive is like so i feel like it's just a lot more normalized than like it was in the past and like just people not being fucking annoying and yeah <laughs> so true well said <laughs> people not being fucking annoying um so that's my little pms talk i'm actually low-key going back home at the perfect time because i just honestly really feel like i would love to lay down all day and not feel guilty about it um what else can we talk about bro let me see so i watched this ted talk about anxiety that's like how my morning was going (laughs) I'm looking up TED Talk Anxiety. Um, And I found this one. I'm so, like, congested from the AC. I found this one. I will link it down below. Titled, How to Stop Feeling Anxious About Anxiety. And this was a really good one. Um, So I just wanted to kind of talk about it a little bit. Some of the points that I really found helpful. I feel like I talk about anxiety in every episode, but that's just, like, my life, so... Hope you can relate. If you can't relate, good for you. So one of the things he said was anxiety isn't an illness. It's an emotion. Because, you know, a lot of us... He was just kind of talking about how, you know, when people experience anxiety, like a lot, like chronic anxiety, you know, we go to a doctor and it's like kind of just looked at as like something's wrong with you or like an illness. And I mean, it is mental health, but he was talking about how it's an emotion and how all emotions serve a purpose and anxiety is a normal human emotion that serves a purpose in our life. And he, you know, he's doing a Ted talk. So he's like, without anxiety, you know, anxiety is the thing that like helps you make sure that the stove is off, helps you remember important dates. If, if anxiety wasn't a human emotion, none of you would have, you know, showed up to this event today because you wouldn't have cared enough to remember and like gotten dressed and like went to go, you know? Um, But, you know, it can definitely become destructive. Anxiety is the emotion that tells us something is too important to lose focus of. I really related to this because if I'm anxious about something, um, it's like I just I can't get it off my mind. Like, oh, even if like if I have like something coming up, you know, it's like for days before I will just be thinking about it. I'll get that knot in my stomach or that pressure in my chest. And it's just like, ew. So we had this really good analogy about a captain and crew, like of a ship and how the captain is our logical brain, you know, that makes decisions and like can kind of reason through something. And the crew is our subconscious or like, you know, our automatic, the automatic part of us that doesn't really think it just like does. Um, And I kind of thought of it as like our body, you know, Um, and how... Part, I guess, of overcoming anxiety is listening to the crew. Because if our crew is telling us, and you know, this could just be the experience of anxiety. 
So like if our body's telling us, if the crew's telling us like something is off, something's unsafe, we're going to get those physical symptoms like sweating, heart racing, tightness in the chest, a knot in our stomach, whatever. Um, but so many people get anxious about being anxious instead of like sit, like listening to the to the crew and like asking like, okay, what's wrong? Um, so he, also going with the ship analogy, he gave another analogy of a ship of how basically how our body, he said how our bodies want to keep us happy. I have heard, you know, like happiness isn't like a, um, <laughs> necessary for survival. I feel kind of like our bodies want to keep us safe, but he was saying like, I don't know. He kept, he just kept saying happy, like, but how happiness and safety kind of go hand in hand. But anyway, he said a ship in Harbor is safe, but that's not where it belongs. So, you know, if something is giving us anxiety, the crew is going to be telling us like, Oh no, we have to go, we have to get back to safety. Um, and this can, this can just become very controlling of our life. Like if we're always listening to our anxiety and just like those feelings of like, Oh, this is unsafe. Um, we're just going to always be going back to safety, but that's not necessarily where happiness is. Um, and how, you know, we can often experience just very uncomfortable things and thoughts like self-destructive thoughts, like maybe, Oh, like, I don't know, maybe you're anxious about applying for a new job. I think is one of the things he's, I don't know, but it was like, Oh, you're not good enough for this. You're not qualified for this. And it's like, those thoughts feel negative, but it's really like our body's trying to keep us safe from this potential threat of danger or from being let down or rejected or whatever. So it's like, okay, well, I'm not going to take any risks. I'm just going to be safe over here because even though there's no growth over here, there's maybe even not any happiness over here. At least I'm not faced with those threats of rejection and therefore anxiety. So then at the end, he gave three kind of steps of how he, I think he was talking about his struggle with um, social anxiety, but how number one, it's like to listen to your body and to listen to the crew. And, you know, earlier he was talking about how so often we just want to like not feel anxiety. And so our number one goal becomes not to feel it and like not to experience that because it's so uncomfortable and just unpleasant and not a good time. But when we are just ignoring these feelings, he said, you know, like what happens when you ignore someone, they're just going to want to talk louder. So it's just going to keep coming up and keep coming up if you don't like confront it or listen to it. Um, and then once you're able to listen to it, he said, your logical brain is able to therefore have more of a say in how you feel because you can be like, okay, like, is this feeling appropriate for the situation? Am I being overly anxious? You know, like, how do I proceed? And then to just be kind to yourself and to those feelings. Um, because if, you know, you're judging yourself or being like, oh, I know I feel this again, like, ew, that's just going to lead to more of the bad feeling. Whereas if you're like, okay, this is like normal, let me listen. Like you kind of have to treat your anxiety like a fucking child. Like, let me listen to you. Let me hear what you have to say. It may not always be accurate, but I'm not going to just like write you off or call you a dumb bitch. You know, like you're a kid, like <laughs> you're an emotion. And also with that, with, you know, beating yourself up about feeling something or by making a mistake, you're just going to be demoralized and that's going to lead to low self-esteem and therefore more anxiety. So it's just really a classic. We need to feel our feelings. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, but yeah, just realizing like when so often, and I remember for myself when I first started actively like experiencing anxiety and I didn't know what it was like so often a panic attack or like anxiety feels random, but it's so often like triggered by something or triggered by a thought. Um, so when we're able to like, just know what it is, we can identify it and be like, okay, like, it's not like something's wrong with me or wrong with my body or like, oh my God, it's like, no, I thought this. So now my body is reacting like this because it's reacted to that before we've experienced anxiety before when we've had that happen to us or thought that. So it's just doing what it knows what to do, what it knows how to do to protect me. But now my logical brain knows that. So I can be like, you know, I don't really think it's appropriate, babe. Um, 
and that kind of goes into, you know, CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, and re, I guess just like almost making new, I don't know if this is the actual definition of it, but it's kind of like retraining your brain, you know, to not experience anxiety or just to realize that like when I feel this, it's not an actual threat. Um, and it's just like when you experience something and then you come out of it on the other side, okay, like your brain's like, oh, okay. And it's just like, I think the biggest trip for me has been like how much like, I guess just the difference between like your mind knowing something and then like your body having to know it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And that's like trauma, babe. <laughs> um, like you can think something, you can know something, but like to have your body, like your body's, it's like crazy. It's like your body's really like nature and like just like a an organism. And then it's like we have our like minds and it's just like, whoa, it's just like art also just going back to our society not letting us really live a holistic life like it's just we're, it's not like thought of as that we're not taught that it's thought of that it is that um that like the mind body connection bro like it's just crazy um fuck what else was i gonna say about that um yeah anyway i'm also i finally started this book my grandmother's hands which is a book about racialized trauma um but also just trauma in general so the first, I only just started it. So the first chapter is called Your Body and Blood. Um, wait. Where was this? Yeah. Trauma is not, wait. Trauma always happens in, wait. The body is where we live. It's where we fear, hope, and react. It's where we constrict and relax. And what the body cares most about is safety and survival. So that's why when this guy in the TED Talk was like, oh, it's about happiness. Like, I think it's about safety. Like, our bodies want to keep us safe. When something happens to the body that is too much, too fast, or too soon, it overwhelms the body and can create trauma. Trauma always happens in the body. It is a spontaneous protective mechanism used by the body to stop or thwart further or future potential damage. Trauma is not a flaw or a weakness. It is a highly effective tool of safety and survival. Trauma is also not an event. Trauma is the body's protective response to an event or series of events that it perceives as potentially dangerous. This perception may be accurate, inaccurate, or entirely imaginary. In the aftermath of highly stressful or traumatic situations, our soul nerve and lizard brain... <laughs> I was talking about like our our lizard brain, like how um, we're literally like so similar to lizards... Our, um, our soul nerve, like our soul nerve versus like our, our vagus nerve versus our like animal brain, like the fight, flight, flee, freeze, etc. Um, an embedded, wait, in the after, yeah, in the aftermath of highly stressful or traumatic situations, our soul nerve and lizard brain may embed a reflexive trauma response in our bodies. This happens at lightning speed. An embedded trauma response can manifest as fight, flee, or freeze, or as some combination of constriction, pain, fear, dread, anxiety, unpleasant, and sometimes pleasant thoughts, reactive behaviors, and other sensations and experiences. This trauma then gets stuck in the body and stays stuck there until it is addressed. We can have a trauma response to anything we perceive as a threat, not only to our physical safety, but to what we do, say, think, care about, believe in, or yearn for. From the body's viewpoint, safety and danger are, nearly, are neither situational nor based in cognitive feelings. Rather, they are physical, visceral sensations. 
the body either has a sense of safety or it doesn't. If it doesn't, it will do almost anything to establish or recover that sense of safety. So it's just like education that's really like power. Um, a traumatic response temporarily overrides the rational brain. It's like when a computer senses a virus and responds by shutting down some or all of its functions. This is why when mending trauma, we need to proceed slowly so that when we can uncover the body's functions without triggering yet another trauma response. As mentioned earlier, trauma is a wordless story our body tells itself about what is safe and what is a threat. So that's kind of like the mind, like, like consciously you can know something is safe and you're fine, but like if your body doesn't feel that, like our rational brain can't stop it from occurring and it can't talk our body out of it. Trauma can cause us to react to present events in ways that seem wildly inappropriate, overcharged, or otherwise out of proportion. When someone freaks out suddenly or reacts to a small problem as if it were a catastrophe, it's often a trauma response. Something in the here and now is rekindling old pain or discomfort, and the body tries to address it with the reflexive energy that's still stuck inside the nervous system. This is what leads to over-the-top reactions. Overreactions are the body's attempt to complete a protective action that got thwarted or overridden during a traumatic situation the body wanted to fight or flee but it wasn't able to do either so it got stuck in freeze mode in many cases it then develops strategies around this stuckness including extreme reactions compulsions strange likes and dislikes seemingly irrational fears and unusual avoidance strategies over time these can become embedded in the body as standard ways of surviving and protecting itself when these strategies are repeated and passed on over generations, they can become the standard response in families, communities, and cultures. So that's kind of like, honestly, the intro to this book. <laughs> so I'm really interested to read the rest of this book because I feel like it's very just relevant um, because it talks so much about trauma, but then also like with racism and from points of view of both people of color and white people and prejudices and just trauma responses, like, bitch, everything. Um, so if you've read it, let me know, but I, yeah, I just feel like it's very, it's just very applicable to these times. Um, so anyway, I will link the book down below as well as this TED Talk, but let me know if you have any fun facts or have learned anything or if you have any recommendations of other TED Talks or books regarding anxiety or trauma or anything like that <laughs> my favorite topic the more i learn though the more i do feel empowered and like you know something can be done about this um which is a lot better feeling than just like feeling overwhelmed and like you don't really know like what this is or what to do about it or like if it's normal or anything um so hopefully in my sharing my story and like what i've learned and stuff I mean, I didn't really talk about my story in this specific episode, but y'all know I have talked about anxiety and whatnot. Hopefully that helps you feel less alone if you're dealing with that or any sort of like mental health, um, just like issue. So, so we're going to take a quick 180 to be delusional, <laughs> but y'all know I've talked about here and there how I just need to get back in my manifestation bag and back on my law of attraction, like delusional vibe because you know it was such a trendy topic back in the day especially in the 2016 vegan days like I loved a law of attraction like I made so many videos about it and just like really truly believed like that was it and then you know I think during that time what even was going on at that time but it just kind of became like not that oh it became less trendy but I just feel like as I kind of learned more about like life, society, um, capitalism, patriarchy, racism, and just, like, how, like, privilege, I guess, white privilege, um, class privilege, I just was kind of like, okay, this isn't really, like, something I want to promote anymore or talk about because as someone with privilege, you know, it just feels a little, um, ignorant to be saying like oh you're you create your own reality like it's just like uh yeah easy for you to say um and so to this day like i don't really follow that many people whose brand is like i don't know the law of attraction or like oh you can create your own reality buy my course because it just i do get kind of a scam vibe from a lot of it uh 
And again, just that whole thing of privilege. And it's just like, I don't know. But with all of that being said, personally, not that I'm going to like start, oh, this is how you manifest. But personally, I'm just kind of like, damn. You know, life was a little more fun when I was just like, believed that I could manifest. (laughs) And not to say like, I don't believe in it at all. I think there's so, well, I mean, I guess this is kind of like what I believed back then too. Um, Because y'all know me, I'm like a, a logical, like, rational person um so even back then when I was like when I really was like heavy on it it was always like I think pretty reasonable just in the sense of you know if you are really focused on something like that's going to be where your energy is going I just I always remember using the analogy of like like learning a new word and once you learn the word you start seeing it everywhere and it's not like the word wasn't there before but now that your attention's on it you start seeing it or if there's a certain car you really like or whatever, then you start like seeing that car everywhere. So it's kind of like the same with this. Like if you, I really honestly love the book creating money. Um, great book just about like your perception and like it's kind of law of attraction vibes. I should honestly like start reading that before bed every night. Um, but just kind of that vibe of like, you know, if there's something that I want Let me go, instead of like being in the feeling of like lack or like I don't have this, um, instead like go to the feeling of like, like how would I feel if I had the job I wanted or looked the way I wanted or had the relationship I wanted or the house I wanted, whatever, like what does that feel like? Um, And when you're coming from that place of like, like just that more positive like vibe um, and attitude about it, it's like then you are more likely to see opportunities in your life where you could achieve that or maybe where it already is that you weren't able to see before because you were just so focused on not having it or like, oh, my life sucks or like, oh, like I'm never going to have a boyfriend. All men are disgusting. (laughs) So it's not, I don't know. It's just like that fine line. I feel like now I can kind of see like, yeah, there's definitely power in that. Um, and especially creatively, I think it's honestly like a low key great way to like, you know, generate some ideas and just to get excited about something. Um, but it is that fine line between like, don't be delusional and like, um, dismissive about your own feelings because it's not like it's bad to feel shit or to experience like negative emotions. Um, but then also like, you know, how much of this actually is in my control and can I shift my mindset? And like, I don't know. I just, I feel like a lot of it for me of wanting to get back to it has just been like a kind of exhaustion by like how low-key like difficult it is to just like, (laughs) and it's not like, oh, my own personal life is so difficult, but just like that collective like exhaustion of like, there's always something going on. I think the pandemic had a lot to do with it and just like, oh my God, like sometimes it's just, it's like, okay, how long is the world really going to last? <laughs> just like this, the kind of like hopelessness. Like, what do we have to fucking look forward to, bro? Um, so just regenerating like that feeling of excitement and like momentum in myself and like low-key like positivity. Um, I think that's kind of like what I want to focus on because sometimes it's just like, oh my God. Sometimes it's just, I'm exhausted, bro, from like... <laughs> Like, all the things that we have to do in life and, like, yeah. Um, So I've been, like, trying to, you know, listen to some Abraham Hicks every day. And, like, I think I'm going to start reading that book again before bed just to get those ideas in my subconscious. Meditating, just, like, doing things that make me feel good. And I think when you, at least I know for me, like, if I, I think if I look at it like that and not, like, oh, my God, I'm delusional. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm never going to feel anything bad ever again. Um, and instead just like, okay, like where in my life could I be just like, cause I just remember like, especially in 2016, but the thing is I look back at that time and I just now, you know, I see someone who was very young and naive and just didn't really have a lot of like real world experience and was just so like trusting of other people and like, I definitely look at it with different eyes now, but I do remember experiencing just this almost like magical feeling of like, wow, things are just working out for me. Um, 
like oh my god everyone I meet seems to be just like aligned in my life and I'm like okay how much of that was real but just like that that feeling um and I kind of want to get back to that just to kind of see what happens you know um so anyway let me know if you relate at all were you like really into the law of attraction and manifestation and stuff back then I just always think of 2016 and the vegan movement and like that um but it's just also it's kind of been like a running joke with me and a couple of my friends of like damn like we need to start being careful with what we say because like we'll say we'll talk about somebody or like say something and then it happens we run into that person we (laughs) we like some someone it's just like it's weird um and as like practical as i feel like i can be let me know if you relate or if you're a little more like dreamy vibes if you're more like vibes vibes or like not (laughs) um i do like sometimes it's just like you know i think i'm gonna get back to believing in the universe because i feel like when i was doing that a lot of things like low-key did work out or like yeah i feel like like i mean there's the (laughs) mat it's like what do i want to say i feel like there's the magical vibes that i low-key sometimes like believe in like i'm like wait And then there's just, like, the practicality. Like, when I wanted to move apartments from my last apartment, even, like, when I just wanted to move, like, from where I used to live, like, I just remember writing what my apartment would look like, how it would feel, and, like, you know, I just became so focused on, like, doing everything I could to achieve that. And not in, like, a, oh, my God, I need this because, like, I'm lacking it way, but just, like, in this excited, like like positive like attitude kind of way you know I mean if you know you know but I mean let me know if you guys want me to like talk more about this subject on the regular or not but it's just something I kind of want to get back to because I low-key feel like I mean listen to this whole podcast I'm talking about being like stressed out having anxiety like I just want to feel good um so I think that's all I'm going to talk about today yeah um let me know if you have any thoughts on anything we discussed um so homework of the week until next time take time for rest and let me know what you do what helps you rest um if you're someone who experienced anxiety maybe write out like if you be mindful i guess of like when you experience anxiety like hmm what could be triggering this and maybe write about it in a journal or something um and watch an abraham hicks video why not <laughs> not that you can like have to do any of those things but that's what i'm gonna do so thank you guys so much for listening watching etc i will i look forward to seeing who is gonna repost this and i will talk to you guys next week bye everyone